Hello, everyone. You're listening to In the Weeds, an agriculture podcast hosted by Monica Jean and the Michigan Field Crops team. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another In the Weeds with Monica Jean. I'm a field crops educator based in the Saginaw Bay region, and I serve on the Michigan Field Crops team through MSU Extension. And so uh, we run this podcast, and we're happy today to bring to you another, it's a two of a three-part series around the farm bill. And this time we're going to talk about insurance options with Molly and John. So thank you for coming back. If you don't mind introducing yourself briefly again, I'd appreciate it. Molly? Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Molly Sears. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Agricultural Food and Resource Economics here at Michigan State University. Uh, I have the privilege of being able to be uh, both in research, teaching, and extension, and my extension work focuses mostly on agricultural policy and uh, grower decision-making. All right, and John? John Laporte, I'm based out of the southwest area of the state. I'm a farm business management educator with MSU Extension. I do a lot of work around risk management, cost of production, beginning farmer type programming and resources, and a lot of focus on just helping producers to kind of wade through the decision-making process to increase sustainability and, and overall profitability if we can. Fabulous. Just fabulous. Okay, so let's dive into crop insurance options. What are the options for this year? What's going on out there? So the options that we've got for crop insurance are called the Supplemental Coverage Option, or SEO, or the Enhanced Coverage Option, or ECO. And these are what we call add-on to existing policies. So uh, for those that are familiar with crop insurance, you may have a yield protection policy through USDA's Risk Management Agency, or you may have revenue protection. And they're just like they sound. Yield protection focuses strictly on yield. Revenue is on a combination of yield and price. And so the SEO and ECO options actually are kind of stack on top of those existing policies. And they, so wherever your your policy uh, ends on the individual part of your farm, then these other options can kind of stack on top of, give you a little bit more risk protection out there as you go through the year. Um, these are a little bit different options though, because the where your individual policy is gonna focus on your farm's yields, uh, these policies actually do a little bit more focus on the county side of things, look at county yields. So there's a little bit of difference on them, but the idea is to try to help you mitigate some additional risk. All right. Well, that yeah. And the only thing I'll add to that, oh, I'm sorry, Monica, no, is good. just that uh, both of these options they need to be purchased on all acres of a crop in a particular county. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, we want our insurance to help us mitigate risk. So that checks out. Um, how do these, like what decision wise, how is that impacted by like your ARC PLC choices? Uh, so there are a lot of ways that these kind of uh, interact with the uh, like agricultural risk coverage and price loss coverage decisions that you'll be making for your farm as well. Uh, one, the biggest thing to note here is that the supplemental coverage option or SEO, it can only be used in conjunction with price loss coverage. And 
part of that reason is because uh, it's accounting for that revenue type decision. It's also really uh, heavily subsidized. It's got a 65% subsidy rate. Um, and so it cannot be used if the crop or farm is in uh, the ARC program, either ARC County or ARC individual. Um, now the enhanced coverage option, it can be used if your farm is in either, has made either decision. So if you're in ARC County, ARC individual or in PLC, you can use the enhanced coverage option. Uh, and so depending on the types of decisions that are right for your farm, it, you know, you've got kind of this whole flow diagram of, of decisions to be making. Um, but uh, just it's really important to note that you don't want to add supplemental coverage option onto your uh, ARC county decision. In fact, you know, the government will ping that back out. You'll have to pay the premiums and you won't get the kind of coverage that you're hoping for. The, the big reason that there's such a push on not having SEO tied with our county is if you look at the actual form uh, calculation formulation for how the payments are calculated, they're very similar. Mm. Um, and so that's that's part of the concern when you're looking at that is that they don't want you basically doubling up. Mm. And so if if you're taking SEO, they they pigeon you into having to do the PLC program. And so because our county is, is going to operate uh, very similarly. Now, the differences for our county between that and SEO, our county is based on these base acres and only 85% of the base acres for the farms that are signed up in the FSA program where SEO goes across all of your acres. And so there's some differences there where you want to kind of weigh through and look at those two side by side a little bit to see if there's maybe some more advantage for SEO. It, it means you maybe don't have as much coverage on PLC because we're not really worried about a price loss going into this next year. But the fact is that we're looking at more coverage across the acres and you still got the yield protection factor that comes in with SEO. Really important to do some side-by-side -side comparison between that and, and our county. And then as Molly pointed out, ECO stacks on top for, for both. So looking at that individually and saying, just does that option work for our farm makes a lot of sense because you could technically have that uh, whether you're in PLC, our county, and, and not... Um, Actually, have any anything kind of in between the program? You can just use that ECO separately uh, for an option there. the The big thing to remember too is you've got to have an underlying policy to be able to use these options, and so you've got uh, as Molly said quite a number of things to kind of weigh through. Mm -hmm. But they're really good options to look at to think about the thing, the risk concerns you have on the farm. And I was gonna ask, and maybe you just can't because it's just too like nuanced and individualized, but. Are there default recommendations by crop, you know, corn, soybeans, and wheat that you guys feel is, you, you know, just the default or no, it's just too nuanced as far as the crop insurance goes? There's definitely a lot of nuance to it. Uh, one of the things that probably makes the most sense is to think about risk factors first for each individual crop. Um we talked about in in the other segment, we were talking about wheat as a possible concern with the way the weather's been, potential yield concerns. So if yield is a concern, it kind of directs you where to maybe focus on. You, you're not really looking at PLC as an option uh, in terms of whether or not if I take this option, does it force me into one program or another? 
you're more looking at these insurance options to say, does SEO provide me some benefit to help with those yield concerns? Does the ECO pr provide some option? And, and the main thing to think about here is SEO takes from your underlying policy up to 86%. So for crop insurance policies, you can go up to as high as 85%. Most common is probably somewhere in the 75 to 80% range for individual policies. So if you were at say 80%, SEO goes up to 86. It's, it does switch to county yields from individual yields, but you're talking about another 6% of risk coverage that's coming on here. And then ECO can go from 86 all the way up to either 90 or 95%. And so that's going to affect your premiums a little bit. So as you're thinking about uh, what to do for your farm, what's your risk concern? And then kind of looking out the potential payout of those ECO or SEO options uh, compared to that our county option, which remember our county's free. Um, and so does the potential payout offer us a little bit better risk protection as we're looking at each crop and, and like for wheat, for example, I would highly recommend um, looking at our county. There's the, the one problem we've got for wheat is that we're past the sign up point for ECO and SEO. But this is a year to kind of look at the numbers to say, do we want to think about that for this for the next crop we're going to raise? Or for corn and soybeans, we want to say we still got time to sign up if we think we're going to have the same kind of yield concerns and, and kind of play back and forth between the options. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a moisture recharge concern too at this point as well, but you know, if you're an irrigated, that's a different kind of consideration, but you know, I do, I, I, it's hard to project that for corn and soybean. It is a concern of mine, but I had brought up in the past one, just in case you didn't listen to the first one is that this weather and like some breaking of dormancy for some of our um, crops, right? Like wheat currently planted. I use the example of I was walking around and noticed some green grass and I was like, oh no, this grass is so confused. Um, and then, you know, we get some hard freezes in theory, right? Like if we have a winter, um, that could really, it could, it just could damage the wheat. It's a little bit at a, I heard Dennis Pennington talk about it recently. We're a little bit in a weird gray area, um, I'm not saying that it is going to happen, neither is Dennis. It's just it's a potential now at this point with the weird weather we've been having. Um, I know it's confusing for the plants. Heck, chickens are confused. They're like, what's going on? The chickens on our farm are just like, what is this weather? So um, just a concern about wheat and that it uh, had a really good start in a lot of places. And then it's like, ah, what is happening? So um good crop to maybe consider like you said john putting a little more protection on it any anything special that we should consider for our specialty crop growers since we have so many of them uh or not really not really a lot to add on there molly had a really good point from the other segment that, that i'll bring up and uh just the the idea that we we don't have a lot of programs uh for especially crop insurance uh, wise in terms of the, the farm programs. But I think there are insurance options that are out there. Uh, some crops do have this option to use the SEO and ECO options. So they are good to look at for specialty crops, but you definitely want to look at those underlying options. I think dry they, beans do. Dry beans do. Um, and so you, you definitely want to look at a Potatoes might. I'd have to go back and, and yeah, look at the Yeah, every potato farmer I've ever talked to said, <laughs> not worth it, self-insure. <laughs> so that's... Yeah, the, uh, well, and the, the, the 
with the crop insurance, what you want to look at is, again, looking at some different options from where your risk concern is. There are some yield-type programs that are out there. There are some revenue-type programs, whether it's revenue protection or possibly uh, if you're looking at a farm that maybe there's a whole farm revenue protection program that's a, a different type of insurance program. There are some insurance options that are out there that you can use some of these supplemental or enhanced options with. And it's, it's just always good to kind of look and see for the premium you pay and the potential payout, does it add some additional benefit? And, and I, I know Molly had talked about that in the last segment, so I want to make sure we, we brought that up because that ties in really well to thinking about some of those options out there. For sure, for sure. Anything to add, Molly? Yeah, I mean, I, I think John covered it really well, but I, I think um, as, a, as a supplement, I don't think uh, potatoes are an easy out, unfortunately. But um, one of the things thinking about this kind of margin type decision is I think it's just really important to emphasize like that ECO coverage going up to potentially 95%, like that is probably going to really help out farmers who are thinking about really tight margins. So those are the types of, of risk assessments that you need to be potentially thinking about is if prices are high, but input costs are really high, you know, not having that coverage for that last 10% of your farm, that might be where you go from being profitable to not. And so that's the kind of decision that that thinking about ECO might be beneficial for a lot of farmers. And again, you know, uh, unfortunately, that time for wheat has already passed. Uh, but for if you're corn and soybean grower and you're thinking about these types of, of options or a dry beans producer, um, ECO might be the type of, of tool to really think about whether or not adding it onto your policy would be beneficial. And that, that can work with either ARC or PLC. Uh, SEO is really valuable in, in certain circumstances, especially when combined with price loss coverage. But again, since that only insures up to like 86%, potentially your underlying policy could go up to 85% and you may be only getting kind of a very small additional benefit from SEO. So ECO might be something to, to pay a special attention to for, for a lot of producers. Fabulous. All right, any last comments, suggestions? Do we cover it all? The, the one thing I would say is to make sure when you're looking at the insurance options, the premiums are different from county to county, just like yields are going to be different from county to county. And, and so definitely talk to your insurance agent, get some pricing for your area to kind of weigh through that decision, because that's going to make some different uh, decisions for you. Uh, we do have a webinar program coming up on the 21st of February. We're going to go through some of these scenarios and show some of those differences and how they impact the decision. And so that's going to feature Roger Betts's uh, Farm Bill Calculator, where we'll walk through all these different scenarios. So I highly recommend people tune in for that if they're trying to uh, still weigh through some decisions and th think through the what ifs that are out there. And so just a, a quick plug for that program coming up. Fabulous. All right. Thank you both so much for being on. And uh, just look out for another. There's This is a three-part series. So if you found this one, there's two other ones floating out there, one on the farm, farm bill expectations and the one other one on the ARC PLC. So, um, so thank you for joining us and uh, we'll be back. This podcast has been brought to you by the MSU Extension Field Crops Team. For more podcasts or information, 
please visit us at canr.msu.edu backslash field underscore crops. Thanks for listening.